0: Okay, she's going, she just, she's going. She just rolled under, oh shit. So now I gotta go too. All right. <laughs> okay. Can you Yeah. we got to go away from that house because there's people in that house. Okay, I see we stay low to the ground. So you gotta walk like you're on the place. So wait I'm confused then. Low to the ground but also walk like I'm <laughs> on the place. And we're just gonna sit sit go straight ahead and sit down, okay? Okay. Oh, look, there's a fucking fountain. Yeah, we're just gonna sit this is your... nicer than the Americana. I'm you. Just... <laughs> oh, there's a boat. Oh. Well it's like daddy and mummy have bought us this house. And we're just coming to see how the construction is going along. I want there to be 10 bedrooms just for me. I want 15 bathrooms, but I don't want to clean any of them. (laughs) Isn't this beautiful? Yeah, that's gorgeous. Wow, these houses are big. See, that one's old, right? That one's very 60s. Yeah. That, well, I don't know about those two. I can't tell. Is that a 70s house? this is really nice. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? It is. Are we ever going to be able to leave?
1: That's the question.
0: You might have to swim out of here. <laughs> oh shit. What oh, was that noise? Coming to extricate the twins. Should we get out of here? I'm nervous. Yeah. Okay. What? Have we enjoyed it enough? I have. I'll see it again. <laughs> <laughs> when you roll back under? Uh no, when I roll on up. Okay. Which house do you want? The one on the corner. Which one? The pink one? With the it has a a wide lawn, like a gatsby kinda. Like, yeah. That one right there? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the balcony, and... Yeah, well, then I could have the that one with the balcony across the way. Yes. Okay. All right, well, we know which houses we're gonna own. I guess we're done here. Cool. All right, keep recording in case the police come and get us in. I haven't broken into something since the auditorium in high school. When the police caught me, I got suspended. There's a porta potty. If we get caught, we can just say we needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> We have to roll back out. How do we? Well, shit. How do we know that we're not going to get caught coming out? Yeah. Should we peek out? And a guy with a dog just totally saw. What? A guy with a dog just totally saw. Okay. Well, I hurt my arm. I hurt my everything. All right, welcome to Act 3 of Daddy Ladies. The book club of love. See, we just played for you two grown women doing a stage reading of what it would be like for them to break into some property that technically had no signs up saying prohibited, for the record, that did not really happen at Toluca Lake. And once again, we're going to remind you, if you're just coming in, if you're just dropping by now, if you just tuned in. Act three is the third act of three acts. Before that, we heard act two. And before that, we heard act one. You're going to want to listen to Act 1 and 2, if you have not already, to understand some of the references in Act 3, on the book, All the Fucking Mistakes, by Gigi Engel. All right, stay tuned. Enjoy Gigi Engle. Daily Lane. (laughs) <laughs> open again, like... Open to what? Open to, like, every... Like, this book is a fun book. So there's porn, and there's a lot of kink stuff in this book. And she really breaks it down. Sex toys. She makes this all very accessible. Like, what kind of sex toys to get? And oh, she yeah, she talks like, about lube. and and She's a huge lube proponent. Yes. She talks a lot about baiting. She describes masturbation as being empowering because if you know your body well enough to be able to do the things what pussy you're not dependent on anyone else to do that for you on page 146 she said our society doesn't teach this to young girls because it would give them free reign over our own bodies there's all this chatter about men not being able to control themselves because they need to um blue balls skirt because they need to blue balls Mm -hmm. um that's when the testicles descend over the butt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was really painful because they're, they're in the butt yep but well, ladies get it too and no ladies more than ladies my age there really is like that whole cougar thing i totally get it now i don't know if it's partially circumstantial because now i you get cranky ovary yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't... Sex is not about making kids, for me. It, it can just be for, like, a physical thing. And I don't necessarily want to get ensnared in some drama with somebody. I, don't, I just want to, like... Bing cock. Oh, fuck me.
1: Dominatrix. Goody.
0: And I get it. Well, it's, if you think that you need somebody in order to feel physical pleasure, sometimes you're going to lower your standards yes, to get it. absolutely. Yeah. And then beer just looks the fuck down She's she's <laughs> ready for her next point um, oh 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 wait I want to say this thing about Stoya that yeah. I, I forgot her book looks great I want to buy it um, look for her r- clips of her reading her book oh there's a really funny story about a grandmother she described herself being America's porn sweetheart as being put on a pedestal in a garbage can aww I mean, I can imagine that's what it is, though, for uh, an actress who, like, some people probably just are not going to be able to get over the fact that she's this amazing human being. Hey, here's a tidbit that I always think about when I think about porn actresses. You and I went to a porn awards, I don't know how many decades ago. Do you remember this? My husband was in a band, and they were performing at this awards show, and I remember the people that were there, you could tell who was the porn actress and who was not by the way they dressed, and the porn actresses were the ones wearing, like... The really gorgeous, tasteful, like, <laughs> yeah. pencil skirts and, like, gowns that were just classy. And the people that were not in porn were wearing, like, the boobs out. Like, you can see her wiener type of thing. Because porn— Professionals. <laughs> they're professionals, and they like to get dressed up in gowns and look classy. Just like anyone else, their job, their clothing comes off. So it was, like, the people who were dressing in, like, the skimpy outfits, It was they were, like, cosplaying— porn you know what i mean it was one of those really eye-opening things where it's like yeah they're just these actresses these professionals are here to celebrate a night and uh to celebrate their work exactly yeah you want to go to the sexting part this is an epic podcast Podcast. podcast. this is gonna be a 12-parter yeah She's got a lot of really specific advice about sexting. How do you feel about sexting? I've never sexted for the same reason that I don't look at porn. I don't want to get caught by a Russian Russian hacker. I very saw your uh, boobs. Now you pay me 17 Bitcoin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't want No. (laughs) You think you can get a virus from sexting? From the cloud. Okay. From the sex cloud. All right. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want my photo of my butthole. Yeah. Which is what I would sext. (laughs) I don't want that onto the cloud. You know what? I... <laughs> <laughs> what, is the, what would the cloud do with it? It would rain it down on everybody. <laughs> rain down your butthole on everybody. Yeah, okay. There's just so many fucking horror stories. Have I told you about the one person I let take pictures of me naked? No, let's hear Yeah, because it. it's awful. No, it was a boyfriend, and I would never tell you what his name is. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> um we were about to break up good and i know i am so oh my god listen up to me listen uh-huh. to me people he was a photographer and as we were breaking up not, he's like, not professionally oh no he was god no it just, no he wasn't no he wasn't no he wasn't um i mean he was but he wasn't no but he wasn't but actually he wasn't but he wasn't um he said and i was young and he was old i mean you already knew that hello <laughs> um he said, before we break up, though, like, you're so young and you're never going to have this body again. Let oh, me my photograph God. I'm going to fucking vomit. Are you serious? So he took all these artistic photos of me. Uh-huh. And then we broke up. And then, like, a couple months later, I thought, shit, <laughs> what have I done? I don't ever want these to get out. I need these back. So they were digital. So, um, so you just burned I said, his computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no longer had a key or I would have, um, I said, I need you to send them all to me and destroy your copies. Like just put them on a disc and destroy anything that you have at home. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, he would agree to do that. Okay. So he sent me the discs and I did not look at them for a while. When I finally got around to looking at them, like I got up the nerve, I probably had a glass of wine or 10 and looked at them and they were like actually kind of nice photos of, you know, I'd been wrestling, I was all fit. But then I realized a bunch of the files wouldn't open, so I shot him off an email and I said some of them are corrupted. And so he responded with, Okay, I'll get you those. You're <laughs> like what, you got a time machine in your and I was like <laughs> You piece of shit <laughs> And to this day He has them. he fucking has them. And to this day I'm mad. That's a real huge violation. And, I don't, and to this day, honestly, I haven't talked to him about it because I feel like he will just lie or like, well, what yeah. am I going to do? And that's, hey, welcome to being a lady. I've no, I don't sex probably for that reason. I don't want anybody taking a screen grab of anything and showing it to somebody else and affecting me in any way. <laughs> How about that? That's, I feel the exact same I, way. <clears throat> I'm terrified of it. And so, but she's got advice about like. <sighs> don't have any identifying part. Don't have your head. Don't have a tattoo. Um, Do you remember Dr. Amy talking about her boyfriend who would send pictures? Of his butthole tattoo? Tattoo, yes. Yes. Butthole tattoo. Yeah, she really breaks it down. Like, she gives solid advice on how to do sexting without embarrassing yourself. It all makes me cringe. This is, is, I feel really old saying this, but I just like, your phone number is attached to it. (laughs) Please, write in and tell us about your great sexting experiences and set my mind at ease because... Maybe I'll start doing it. We did Probably have, not. we still want to do these love in the time of COVIDs. Yes. We had a young, a young woman who I have not gotten around to yet. I'm so sorry, but she said part of her love in the time of COVIDing is soliciting dick pics. And she likes it. Yeah. It's her porn. Ooh, I wonder if it's a power thing for her, too. I might solicit pics if I was in that dating realm. Why not? If somebody's going to send them to you, like... I've never gotten a dick pic that has done what I think... I always see them as like, look what I made for you. But you know what? It's not even like... I mean, I want to see a timestamp on it. Was it made for me? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Was this made for somebody else? I cannot read your dick's mind. I don't know. To me, like, sorry, I don't think it's that big of a deal to get a boner. Like, it doesn't take that much. Well, so it's not like you made something amazing. i what I'm if mis- it's totally missing the point on it, I know. What if it's, like, just a stock file from his With archives? With a- or the watermark? Or- <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What, Getty Images? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... She talks about, uh, um, chapter eight is about gear. She says every lady should that. have a vibrator, and I agree. <laughs> Just have a good place to keep it if you have kids, I guess. That's another thing where I'm like, if somebody finds it, God damn it! I don't know. Why am I so worried about people knowing? Oh, well, the, because you think about um, your mortality at this age. <laughs> yeah. Oh I guess that's God. true. Yeah, that is my. Ugh. Well, I do have some friends in college. Took me to we we went to college in like the middle of nowhere. So if, if we want to go anywhere, we had to get in a car and then go like on a freeway and get to some place. And we all went to a sex store, and I got a vibrator that broke probably 15 years ago. I it's in my box. I'm, my, I'm does it spark joy? No, or does it spark a fire? <laughs> why I have it <laughs> does it spark like? <laughs> no it was battery operated and now it's just not doing nothing Is it, <laughs> did it spark like leakage from the battery and <laughs> no why do I have it like, get rid of it I know I should there's no reason donate you to know what donate it <laughs> a lot of people are in need right now <laughs> There's a chapter on how to be a kinky, sexy bitch. I don't want to touch that one right now. I think we need to get an expert on to talk to us about that. All right, next chapter, chapter 11. What's love got to do with fucking? She introduces us to a term called love sex. Mm-hmm. She loves love sex. She loves love sex. I think it's it's her version of making love, which is, that's uh, not even. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. What is that? Boomer? That's not even my generation. Isn't that like 20s? I'm making love. Yeah. I don't know what making love is, honestly. No, it's like 70s. Like there's like making love, which in the 20s and the 30s. Is love.
1: Yeah, that, that, that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's, that's like kind of, that's 70s, right? It definitely has to do with like you start off your night in a bar. You know a bar what, in your little town. Do and you know what you rock and roll means, by the way? Fucking. Rock and roll means fucking. The rocks are what? those are the testicles. <laughs> no, Barb, No, stop it. And the roll is the butt that's somehow located... <laughs> no, stop it. Stop shaming me. If... I listen to a lot of, like, 60s... Well, let's just say my Pandora station is Sam Cooke, so it kind of goes off from there. Mm-hmm. When I realize, like, I want to rock you all night is not like, I want to do a dance. It's... <laughs> that word rock is used... means fuck. Rock and roll means fucking. What's the role part? It's all part of fucking. I guess white people just took that term and went... Hey, music. <laughs> not what it means. I just assume every term in rock music is about fucking. Like yeah, but this is a real inter- under... Or any blues or any, like... <laughs> this is a real under-the-radar one, though. Oh. Don't yeah. you think? I mean, if it's... if Because it's there's rock and roll class. <laughs> <laughs> Kids take rock and roll school class. School of rock. Now do they? Yeah, school, school of, of rock. rock. <laughs> I'm not sending my kid to school of rock. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, so... So love sex. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, I think the love sex thing, this is just totally personal, but she, Gigi, started having sex when she was 15 and she had lots of different experiences. And then she finally got to a point when she met a man who is her ex-boyfriend, the boyfriend she was with before her current husband. And it is so close to what I felt like I experienced. I did, not, I did not have my period of fucking around. I didn't. But I did have that boyfriend that prepared me for my husband. And she had that too. It was somebody she really loved that taught her a lot. And it didn't end well. And then she found somebody for whom oh, everything yeah. came together. So yeah. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. And that's kind of where our similarities end in that respect. But when I realized what I was reading, I was like, oh, wow, I totally relate to all this stuff because she really loved that ex-boyfriend, and it didn't work out, and that was sad. But she found someone much more suitable. Exactly, yeah. And then the chapter after that, 12, is about cheating, and... She does not like cheaters. She does not. She's been hurt by cheaters. Once you've cheated on someone, you've destroyed that relationship. There's no forgiving you. I'm going to do a little reading. Page 291. Whether you are a man, woman, or neither, cheating is not about sex, it's about control. It isn't about pleasure, even if there are orgasms involved. The orgasms are a momentary bliss in an otherwise thoroughly fucked up situation. Like taking drugs, it feels good at the moment, and it has an epically shitty come down. Cheating is a deal breaker. Countless sex therapists and other totally respectable and brilliant authorities have told me that they've seen affairs save marriages. That it was something that, quote unquote, needed to happen to bring a couple back together. I've been told affairs have the power to kick a couple's ass into shape and start healing their relationship. (laughs) Ha 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 ha, No, fuck that. So she makes it clear where she stands on that. Like me, she's been on all sides of that because I have been on all sides of that situation. like I've been unfaithful, I've been cheated on, and I've been the other woman. I love that she has that perspective. I'm not crazy about the fact that she's being told by professionals that you're able to get past that. And she's saying no. I think she's coming from a very, 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 very personal space on that one. I agree. Yeah. But she talks about this guy, Isaac, that she had dated, who had... She was the other woman. She was 19. And this really stood out for me because I did a little math on this one. It was the first person that had given her... the first person she'd had... with, And that means that she was having sex for four years. And she might as well have been in that porno that I watched... Nobody finished her off And I felt so bad for her That's four years of faking it And that reminded me of my (laughs) The first person that I slept with Who I loved I loved him so much He was a virgin as well And we were together for a year And um I never had Steph Not even once But did he know that? No because I didn't have it in me To explain what I needed or wanted It was all on me were you embarrassed I was isn't that weird And I think that goes back to what you learn in school what's important during sex it's that the dude and his testicles that are coming out of his butt Mm -hmm. inject sperm into a lady's urethra urethra and they have a baby (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why but I was embarrassed yeah I didn't want to embarrass him And I didn't want to embarrass myself. I was nineteen years old. I was not a kid. It is very weird to think about that. And I'm only admitting this because he I know the girlfriend that he had after me taught him everything. And he told her, Gosh, I wish I'd known some of this back then. So he's aware. I think he's very much aware now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was all a facade. So I only did it for a year. That's a big deal. It is. Well it's Do you have to learn how to shove down your needs that far? And it couldn't have made for a fulfilling relationship. No, but it's like, I wasn't being fair to him. And, well, well, who in your life, though, said, like, here's what you need to say. I don't know. Like, nobody said that. Like, I, like you, I thought it was supposed to just happen. Or that I should be happy enough with just, like, oh, that was nice. We were close together. I think ladies are taught that. Wait, that idea of, like, getting a man, like, getting a man to fuck you, Mm -hmm. that is not hard to do. And that is not like a prize, you know, like getting someone to fuck you, getting anybody to do it, but getting the person that you really like. And I, 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 what that like that mindset, which I don't know how we learn this, but all hetero ladies are indoctrinated into this idea that you have to like getting the cute guy to have sex with you is not a thing. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not something to strive for. It, It allows you to put aside really important things to go for that, to get that goal. I see. Yeah. Accomplished. What is something to strive for? I mean, I'm thinking about this in terms of like relationships I've had, where you know, it goes back to the BB Poo Bell thing. Like, it explain what the BB Poo Bell thing is. To uh, people. people who've wanted to have relationships with me, I think, because they thought I was a wrestling super astray, uh, unlimited. Yes. Yeah and not realizing I was a real person. Like it's a status thing. Hey, that guy who told me that I, he couldn't be around me if he couldn't fuck me, here's a little bit of a tell. When we first started dating, he showed me a photo of me on his phone, like a hot photo uh, that he, he used to show his friends like that he's dating this girl. And I was like, hey, that's uh, that's actually my sister. And he goes, eh, okay, <laughs> didn't didn't change it. Didn't Didn't bother to find another one, just kept that one. Close enough. Seriously, that was his reaction. Like, wait a second. Are you telling me I had a shot? I'm just now finding this out now. I was already laughing because I knew this story. Oh, Jesus Christ. But like, Yeah, so anyway, the people who who have dated me not wanting to, me to be a real person, who and that would take the form of not listening to me, not valuing me. Oh, you know, she also mentions I'm going tangent on tangent on tangent. It's a sign of ADD. Yeah, you'd think the drugs would help, but... <laughs> She was talking about, like, when your standards are so low, you'll take whatever, like, someone being nice to you as being the end all. Mm -hmm. For me, like, yeah, like, I had a boyfriend who told me that I needed to quit wrestling if I wanted to date him. And then the next guy after him loved that I wrestled, but didn't have any respect for anything else I did. You know, like, it it got incrementally better. Uh None of it was great, though. Like, none of it saw me as a complete human being. Mm. So the original point of this was... That I could date that fucker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, give it a go. <laughs> All right. So, um, chapter 13. God, we're getting, getting almost to the end of the book here. Is about breakups. Breakups are a cunt. She's going to see you next Tuesday. You know what? A I, I cunt is a word that I think only ladies should say. Well, she said it. Okay. She talks about a breakup that she has. Now, you and I have, in our pre-production meeting, discussed this breakup. I'm going to lay it out real quick. Gigi is a sex writer. As she gained notoriety, she also gained trolls. And the supportive boyfriend that she had got freaked out by this because they were coming after them personally. And because she would write about her boyfriend, they were also coming after him. And it freaked him out and he wanted to break up with her and they broke up. She has kind of a scorched earth policy when it comes to breakups. Am I right? I mean, he, he kind of dumped her because she was having a really hard time with this because she was also getting trolled. And he's like, he pieced out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he just kind of abandoned her. We kind of have different feelings on this, don't we? Yeah. I do agree that he should have been more supportive, but I also think it's really difficult in this day and age to have your personal life put out there. I mean, we're doing it <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why we have different views on this. So what do you, how did you feel? Well, I mean, according to her, he was telling her he loved her and wanted to be there for her and then at a certain point cracked Yeah, I mean, my guess is that he probably was uncomfortable with the relationship well before the trolling, because you don't just fall out of love with somebody. Yeah, I mean, I I think she disrespected what he wanted, which was not to be mentioned. You know, you know, she she points out that he made it about him and didn't support her, and I think that's a cowardly move. But your take was totally different. I just thought that she was really hard on him because I felt that maybe he felt that he was out of control of the situation and that she. I mean, I think he probably knew what he had signed up for by being with a sex writer. You don't just sit in your room and write it for yourself. It's got to go out there. People are going to read it. But I get... Okay, here. Look. My husband tweets all day long. Are we going to bleep that out with one of our words that we no, get from our listener? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time he tweeted, My wife is going to shit when she sees I fix the toilet. Okay? That's very personal. Now, I did counter-tweet that when my husband sees I installed a tushy, he's going to (laughs) shit. Okay, but did I know he didn't actually fix a toilet? I did install (laughs) a tushy. We have lots of conversations about what kind of information is going to be going out into the universe. And I feel that I am respected in that sense that stuff about myself is not out there that I don't have control over. Mm -hmm. I feel like her boyfriend didn't feel that. So... I just, I'm going to tie this into a point that I'm going to make about, uh, we skipped over chapter three. Chapter three is called All the Stupid Shit You Did Last Night. And essentially that chapter is about not beating yourself up for stuff, you know, that happened. I'm gonna read one sentence I like. She has some steps about what you're supposed to be doing. Step three, gain some fucking perspective. People don't care about what you do. People are way too self-centered to worry excessively about your personal choices. No one gives a fuck. I can promise you this. So that I agree with. The rest of the chapter is about getting shit-faced and doing stupid things. And this chapter, along with the breakup chapter, are two chapters that I think if she had written them five years in the future, she would probably have a different perspective on. I think she's too close to her breakup to... You know, it's like having talked about my relationship with, My prior boyfriend, like, I'm coming to realizations in this podcast that I never had before. I mentioned that he had told me time and time again, like, I don't want to get back into, (laughs) I don't want to get married again. I don't want to get married again. And then I'm like, why does he want to get married? You know, like, but it took me 20 fucking years in another relationship for me to go, oh, yeah, he straight out said that. And I didn't listen. I feel like in five years, she's going to be a little easier on that boyfriend. And I feel like in five years, she's going to go back and read this entire chapter she did about getting blackout drunk And doing terrible things and then being like, hey, just accept me for who I am. Because I think what she's describing and what she she actually refers to um, in a later chapter as her burgeoning alcoholism, I think she's talking about having a drinking problem that she's not seeing. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, I think I don't know if she mentions her family at all, but that behavior isn't necessarily universal my guess is her family probably drink i mean I, or all her friends drink or yeah blackout drinking is not a regular thing for many many people yeah. it's not it's not one of those like i drove 10 miles over the speed limit or you know like i did a california roll through a stop sign these are all traffic analogies i'm yeah, just yeah, telling I you like right it, now like i think it. what she's trying to pass off as normal is is not normal well i yeah i agree i i think it's good not to um shame yourself because I think that shame can lead to more blackout drinking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, it's never been the right time to trust yourself in a blackout drunk around anybody else. You're putting yeah yourself in harm's way, and it, yeah, I think it's probably an indication of a of a larger problem. There's no absolute guide for how much you can be drinking, but when you start making excuses for why you're doing it, then you p- might have a problem. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying about I that? Do. I know it's so hard for me to put into words, but I think it's partially because we've grown up being surrounded By um, alcoholism Mm -hmm. in our extended family and you know it's like when you're born into it it's your perspective is a little different too I think we err on the side of caution like I thought in high school if I had one drink I would be rolling down a hill for the rest (laughs) of my life and but you know I didn't drink that much in high school but when I did it was a fiasco and we started having like the random beer here and there in high school and then when I got to college I I knew that one bottle of Strawberry Hill was exactly enough to get me drunk in a night and not have a hangover the next day, which is kind of scary and ridiculous because that's a full 750 milliliter bottle. But there's never been a time since childhood that we've not been around alcoholism in some sense, right? Yeah. So it's never, I've never had a carefree drinking experience where I'm like, I could do this forever. Like it's always been in the back of my mind. Like I better tabs on what's happening. I know. Yeah. I I like to stop drinking sometimes for long periods of time, especially when something bad is about to happen. Someone's about to die or something very traumatic is uh, impending. And I like to stop drinking for a certain amount of time so that I don't have to stop drinking forever. For all <laughs> of the time. Yeah. I have so much respect for... Sober. People working through their sobriety. Yeah. But I think it's probably good to take stock of uh, what your relationship with alcohol is. It's such a sensitive topic. Are we ending on a downer? Um, let's see. What's a funny story? Okay. another. I, I think I talked about herpes enough. Are you sure you don't want to go back to that well? Oh, also, um, blackout drinking leads to frontal lobe damage which affects your short-term memory and behavior and personality cool huh <laughs> oh, oh i know i know chapter 15 about picking a good partner um she says be the person you want to date yes please please be that person please be the person you want to date if you're not dating somebody right now and you're like what am i doing wrong i sit at home and watch tv all day and don't eat very well and i'm kind of an asshole why won't anyone date me be the person that you want. You, you have to have all the characteristics of the person that you want to be with or try to have them. I mean, there's like, I know opposites attract and all that kind of shit. That's good advice. Yeah. Do you want to hear about my other things that I want when I when I picture the the person of my dreams? Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. There's just two. Th- there's three things. Okay. Three things. Tell me if these cover everything. Okay. Let's hear it. One is you have to be able to cry. Mm-hmm. Two. Tell me if this is a separate thing. Okay. You have to be able to process grief and to be able to process my grief <laughs> and let me grieve the way I want to. And that sounds morbid, but it is. I've found some of my most distressing moments with a partner being like the boyfriend who, like, when I found out our dad had cancer, was like, "Well." It's like, a. Uh, it's like he likened him to like a fucking flower. Like, no, nope. he will return to the earth. And Aww. it was so distressing to me that I couldn't have that. Couldn't have a conversation. He couldn't let me process it. Yeah. So what do you think? Are those two different things? Yes, they are. Okay. It's important enough because you may have control over a lot of things as you get older and there may be less like trauma that happens to you sort of, but you're going to continue if you love people, you're going to continuously have loss. So Yeah, and it's going to get ex- exponentially more the older you get, so you better be with somebody who can help you yeah. handle it. Yes. And then the third thing is, we had such a lovely Thanksgiving this year. Unfortunately, our mom couldn't make it, but it was Blaine and your kid and my kids at my house, and it was just, we cooked, and it was just this, to me, there's this, like, idyllic, calm, peaceful, wonderful night, and I thought that whoever this person is has got, there's one chair. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe there's a couple chairs if this person has kids. This person has to fit in to my Thanksgiving dinner. Aww, I be love that. Be with my family. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that cover everything? Because if you're if you're sitting at that table then you're gonna be funny. Right. And smart. Yeah. Which are things I would normally say. Anything else? Put it in your Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotta be able to have water come out of my face. You gotta not give me a beautiful analogy from when my parent is kicking the bucket, (laughs) right? Number two, none of that bullshit. And then you gotta sit your ass down in this chair and fit in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's not threatening, right? And you you gotta have a uh, your testicles. They have to be so long (laughs) that one they gotta come out one butt (laughs) and go out your other butt. Out out the other butt. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What did we read this book? Gigi, Gigi, we want you to be our triplet. All the fucking wonderful, right? Yes, can I say that? You I, can. I read it. All the fucking wonderful. It's a really, it's a really great book. It's got a lot of information. I just want to read one sentence I really like. <laughs> yeah. In the importance of being alone, which is a chapter at the end that we didn't go over extensively, she says, uh, revel in your badassery. Try these responses to the awful pestering inquiries about why you're single. Uh, the one I like the most: My dowry is too high to tempt a husband or a wife." <laughs> You're gonna find stuff like that all throughout the book and swears and uh, Millennial speak very relatable book and really engaging and you're gonna love her as much as we love her Yes. How many thumbs up do we give this book Barbara? All the fucking mistakes. Wait, I said that wrong (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Bura. Yeah. How many mosquito bites has it been worth to review this book outside in my backyard? (laughs) All the fucking mosquito bites (laughs) (laughs) Testicles out your butt Right, we just heard Act Three of Dady Ladies. Thank you to our potty mouthed listeners. Some of you volunteered, some of you were cajoled. Want to thank Lisa Furlong Jones. Want to thank Jeremy Pinkham. We got Mark and Kristen Rivers. Stay tuned in one week, probably two weeks, maybe three weeks. Dady Ladies is coming back at you with a review of Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction a really fabulous book Robert Greene is the author of The 48 Laws of Power as well as The 50th Law as well as a lot of other books If you still don't know who Robert Greene is you can go find The Pubell Twins on their podcast The Slap Booth Show And you can listen to that episode and get to know Robert as well as anyone can. He's an enigma. Okay. I just want you to hear my voice.